0: Welcome to City Harvest Sermon Podcast. Coming up is a word from Pastor Kong Hee. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of power, exceedingly great power. The atmosphere of the kingdom is an atmosphere of the supernatural. So, our God is a supernatural God when you think about it. Our salvation is a supernatural salvation. The Jesus that we worship, that we sang and, and adore tonight, is a supernatural saviour because He lived, He died, He rose again. He's not just a, a caring, nice person, friendly and philosophical that has taught us how to be wise, but He's a supernatural saviour. Our eternal life is totally supernatural. So we mustn't be embarrassed by, a super, by the supernatural, church. We should not be ashamed of speaking in tongues, falling under the power, healing the sick, casting out demons, believing in signs, wonders, and miracles. We mustn't dumb down Christianity into nothing more than just a social gathering of nicey-nicey people wanting to do nicey-nicey things. Yeah, I mean, we, we shouldn't try to dumb it down and You know, try to show that, well, we are just some caring people wanting a religious experience for one to two hours once a week. No, friends, it's much, much more than that. Psalm 63, verse 2 says, So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Somebody say, Power. Power. Say, glory. Glory. So we are redeemed to live and to operate in a supernatural. Power should be a way of life. Glory should be what we see wherever we come in the sanctuary of God. We got to be familiar and very comfortable in this. City Harvest, I, I hope you catch what your pastor is trying to tell you. You got to become very familiar and comfortable with this. 27 years as a church, I got to say this you are very familiar in doing humanitarian work. You are very comfortable in loving people fervently, in finding a need and meet it, finding a a hurt and heal it. And we are not ashamed of that. That is one of the founding principles of this church. But friends, it's more than that. you got to be comfortable to want to see His power and to experience His glory. Psalms 145, verse 10, All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. Now, what will we do? We who are saints of God, they shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. They shall talk of your power. Have you talked of the power of God this week? To make known to the sons of man His mighty acts. Have you made known to your friends, your family and colleagues this week on the mighty acts of God and the glorious majesty of His kingdom? So we are to discover, to declare, to display the power and the glory from this church, from the church to the rest of the world. The more we grow in Jesus Christ, the more excited and active we should be in the supernatural, not the other way around. It shouldn't be, the longer we've been Christians, the more we disillusioned we have become concerning the supernatural. Ah, it doesn't work. Ah, you know, just just join the church just to be nice and be a good neighbor to your, your friends. No, no, we got to ask ourselves, are we discovering, declaring, displaying the supernatural power of God more and more every single day in our homes, among our family members, in our cell group, is our cell group dry or is it full of electricity? The power of God? Are we displaying, declaring the power of God in the marketplace, among the, the friends and the colleagues, even among the lost that we meet out there in the world? In our services, are we declaring the power of God? When we disregard the supernatural, we become vulnerable to many of life situations and circumstances. You see, we become helpless. And we become very exposed and easily manipulated at will, by the will of Satan the devil. So everybody say out loud with me. Say, I must never lose my redemptive identity in the supernatural. Will you turn to somebody on your left and right and say, don't lose your redemptive identity in the supernatural. Amen. I want you to look with me at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. All right. And this is the main thing I want to share with you today. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. And we all know this, Christmas is coming and it's going to be preached around the world a lot. For unto us, why don't we all read this together studying now. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Now, in the Hebrew Jewish culture, a child becomes a son. There is a difference. A child only becomes a son when he's able to assume the responsibility of sonship, when he's able to assume the responsibility of power and authority, especially on behalf of His Father. I mean, it's obvious, right? With power comes responsibility. You can't have the power without the responsibility that goes with it. You can't be given the license to drive a car if you are not responsible to handle the power of speed because the car is a great vehicle, it's powerful, but it's also a killing machine if you don't handle it responsibly. You can't have authority without the responsibility that goes with it. So Jesus Christ, or Jesus, He was born as a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths. As a babe. He had to grow into sonship. His shoulders, according to Isaiah chapter 6, 9 and verse 6, got to be broad enough so that He's able to govern the kingdom of God, that the government of the kingdom can be upon his shoulder. He got to grow into sonship, such that he's able to carry the spirit of counsel and might, the anointing of counsel and might, according to Isaiah chapter eleven and verse one and two, so that he's able to be the counselor, the mighty God. He has to grow into becoming the Prince of Peace, such that. The God of peace can crush the devil under our feet shortly. Romans chapter sixteen verse twenty. He is able to offer peace to the whole world. Jesus has to become the master of all, and the child has to grow into a son. That's why Galatians chapter four verse one says, "Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave." though he is master of all. Now, let me unpack this for you. You can be an heir, and we all know we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We know that we are the master of all, technically. But if we stay as children, if you stay as a child, you can never be entrusted with power and authority. Friends, when we read the Gospels, this is exactly what happened to... to to Jesus. Luke chapter 2 and verse 40. This child, unto us a child was born. This child grew, and he became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now, for every Jewish boy, there are three major events in his life development. When he's eight days old, he goes through what is known as circumcision. At that point in time, he becomes a covenant child of Israel or the covenant child of God's kingdom. Eight days old, go through circumcision. Now, when the child is about 12, 13 years old, on the 13th birthday, he experienced what is known as the Bar Mitzvah. Now, this is a, a coming of age of sort. It's a big celebration, big party. Because from that day, this 13-year-old boy is held accountable to learn the commandments of God, right? He's no longer just a covenant child. He's responsible to start learning and keeping God's covenant. And he became, or he would become an apprentice in the father's business. Now, let me tell you, it's still true even until today. So when Jesus was about that age, what did he say? Don't you know I must be about my father's business? Yeah. He's coming to the second stage. But for every Jewish boy, when he grows to be about 30 years old, he's now a mature son. The Father prays over him and blesses him with power and authority and confer upon him the power of attorney so that he can execute and make decisions on behalf of the Father for every affairs and issues concerning the family. Now, Joseph stood before the Pharaoh when he was 30 years old. David became king and reigned over Israel when he was 30 years old. All the Levitical Levitical priests can now serve in a temple when they were 30 years old. John the Baptist went to the wilderness to prepare the way of the Lord when He was 30 years old. What happened to Jesus when He was 30 years old? At the Jordan River, Luke chapter 3 and verse 22, the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon Him. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved Son. No longer a child. You are my beloved Son. In you, I am well pleased. For the first time, God the Father called Him His Son. God pronounced publicly His sonship. See, a a child is a joy of the Father, but the Son is His pride. A son is His pride. Now, this word son means that Jesus is no longer an infant. He's no longer just a covenant child. He's no longer just an adolescent learning the commandments or, or being about the father's business, becoming an apprentice. He's no longer an infant. He's no longer a child. It is the Greek word huios, which means he's now a mature son, one who can handle revelation, one who can handle power, one who can handle dominion. From the moment of the pronouncement, the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon Jesus. Something happened. The Spirit of the Lord came. Now, Romans 1 verse 4, it says, and and this is what happened to Jesus. And Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power. You see that? You see, sonship comes with power. You can't have power if you're just a child. You can't have power if you're just an infant you won't have power if you're just a babe you have power when you have sonship He says declared to be the son of god with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead so you are entrusted with the supernatural and given the ability from that point to move with power and that's exactly what happened to jesus christ i shared with you last week what was the seal of His sonship? Acts chapter 2 verse 22 Man of Israel, hear these words Jesus of Nazareth A man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs which God did through Him in your midst as you yourselves also know How can we know Jesus Christ is the Son? I mean, not just by His nice personality Not just by how clever He is to come up with some rules so that we can live a more uh, philosophical and wise life. No, friends. We look at the miracles, the wonders and the signs which God did through Him. That's the seal of Jesus' sonship. Mark chapter 2, verse 12 says, the people never saw power like they saw moving in Jesus. Right the Bible tells us in John 7:46 no one ever spoke like this man Jesus From that point something happened John chapter 2 verse 11 this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him from the point of the pronouncement here is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased." Every time Jesus was around, people experienced power. People sensed the authority of God. They see the glory of God. And I'm here to tell you, it must be the same for us. It got to be the same for you. It got to be the same for every cell group, for every member, for every brother, every sister who has become a Christian and put his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, let's give God a big hand. Amen. Oh, you want to clap? Let's give the Lord a big clap. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the power, the authority, the glory. John chapter 14, verse 10. Jesus speaking here. Do you not believe I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works." So Jesus is is telling the people, why is it that you still do not believe, I'm the Son of God? Look, I'm really His Son. I'm speaking from my heavenly Father's authority. I'm moving in the power. Of my heavenly father. In what way am I not my father's son? Why don't you believe that I'm the son of God? Now, verse 11. Believe me that I'm I'm in the father and the father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Here is the validation again. Jesus is saying, if I don't manifest the wonder working God, then I'm not his son. Then don't believe me. This is the seal and the validation of my sonship. You can't have a wonder-working father and be a wonderless son or daughter. Light begets light. If God is divine, there must be a slice of divinity in you and I. If we serve a wonder-working God, we must be a wonder-working son or daughter of God. You see, Jesus then gives the clincher. Verse 12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do before I, because I go to my Father. That means greater miracles. That means City Harvest Church, greater signs and wonders than what we have read in the four gospels. Everybody say out loud with me. Say, because I believe in Jesus, I will do greater works. Say it loudly one more time. Because I believe in Jesus, I will do greater works. Will you turn to somebody in front and behind you this time and say, you are a person of greater works? Come on. A man like father, like son, like father. Like daughter So the seal of our sonship Is the same It cannot be anything else Only the supernatural Validates your redemption We too Are sons and daughters of God And Isaiah 8.18 Last week I showed you this We are for signs and wonders To the whole world See This is what all of creation Is waiting for This is what all of God's creation in the whole universe is wanting to see. Romans chapter 8. Can we all read verse 18 and verse 19 together starting now? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Now stop there. See, so the Bible is talking of a glory that must be revealed in us. Now, look at verse 19. Let's all say together. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. All of creation is earnestly expecting and eagerly waiting. The, the words in the original text means they are standing on tiptoe, couldn't wait for the revelation, for the revealing of the sons of of God, not just the children of God, or the babes of God, or the infants of God. The word sons is the same word as Jesus. It's weos. That means mature sons. Those that could handle revelation. Those that can handle miracle working power. Those that can handle dominion. See, like Jesus, you and I are attested by signs and wonders and miracles. Oh, come on, one more time. Let's give God a big hand. Hallelujah. Amen. So when the Holy Spirit came upon him, now, remember, one more time, right? 30 years old, at the River Jordan, heaven opened up. Pastor Iris is praying today for an open heaven. Heaven opened, God said, this is my beloved son. No longer a child, this is my son. The Holy Spirit came upon him. And Jesus, the carpenter, became Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one. He became Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. This was the revelation that Simon Peter saw. Simon Peter said, I know who you are. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. See, Jesus, when He became the Christ, the anointed one, When He was anointed by the Holy Spirit, He became the Son of the living God. And the anointing of the Spirit is what validated His sonship. It's the anointing that ushers in the supernatural. Right? Acts 10, 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with what? Power. With what? With power who went about doing good and healing all, who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him." It must be the same for us. It got to be the same for you. Signs and wonders and miracles, validating your sonship, because you are filled and anointed by the Spirit of God. See Romans 8 verse 14, same chapter, right? He says, this is what creation is waiting for. Creation is not just waiting for nice Christians. Creation is not just waiting for friendly people who are trying to be some goody-goody person in the neighborhood. But it's waiting for the manifestation of the huyos, of the sons of God, just like Jesus. In the same chapter, just a few verses earlier in verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. You know, we have to be led by the Spirit. We have to be anointed by the Spirit, filled by the Spirit, and then there is revelation, right? God begins to reveal His secret. Every time you read the Bible, uh, you read the Scripture, the words of God jumps up, the word of God jumps up, and God begins to speak to you. God show you secrets that He would not reveal to the common people. You begin to know that you know that you know this is my life assignment. This is what God wants me to do. Revelation. What else? When you're anointed, supernatural power. How the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus, you start going about everywhere like Jesus doing good, healing all. When people are sick, your job is not just to recommend a good specialist. Your job is not just to call the office so somebody can help them in the hospital. Your job is, you know what? I can pray for you. Yes, you need to see the doctor but God is our source. Let me pray for you on the phone right now. Let me believe together with you that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that sickness will be healed in Jesus' name. Come on, go ahead and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke of Satan the devil. When you are anointed by the Spirit, there is dominion. You see, an ordinary person becomes a king. David was an ordinary shepherd boy. Anointing comes, boom, he becomes the king and reigns over Israel. Right? It's the anointing. All of a sudden, there is something in your voice. When you command, demons flee. You have the anointing. When you pray, mountains are removed. When you speak, hearts begin to melt. There's something in your voice. How can we be anointed? How many of you want to be anointed by the Lord? Put up your hands, right? If you want to be anointed, lift up both hands and shout a little bit. (laughs) Amen. There is only one way. There is only one way. To have a sonship like Jesus' 100% obedience, 100% consecration to the Heavenly Father. No other way. 100%. Obedience, 100% consecration. No other way. Let's let's look at this, right? Number one, 100% obedience of faith in the Word. Let me say this. Nothing put us in command of the supernatural more than the Word of God. Nothing put us in command of the supernatural more than the Word of God. Nothing put us in command of the supernatural more than the Word of God. In this Word, I told you last week, the Word of God is the custodian of the supernatural. In this Word, we have to obey. Hebrews chapter 6 talks about tasting the good Word of the Lord, of God, and the powers of the age to come. I'm not talking about just knowing the Word of God as some historical facts. Well, I know the story. I, I read it before. It's not just knowing in your head. It's not just knowing it as theories. Yeah, yeah, I read it before. Yeah, I, I, heard before. I heard this being preached before. No, tasting it, that means you experience it. You're living it. You know, the Word of God, the revelation of God, you're fully into it. And when the Word of God becomes a personal revelation to you, you'll be launched into the powers of the age to come. That means you experience power of a different dispensation. Powers that this world have not seen. Friends, the powers of the age to come is available at your disposal. Recently, our church office organized a health screening. One of our senior staff, Amy, found the cancer marker in her breast and her ovaries were unusually high. Now, let me tell you who's Amy. That's Amy and remember last year we had the Messiah? She's the face. Some of you thought that we got some models from overseas. And she's right, one of our own staff. So that's Amy. Wow! Well, I, I, I told them to put a, a picture of her, but I didn't know they are going to show the whole thing. This uh, last year, right? Her cancer marker was high. So this was like a simple health screening. She decided to go to uh, Glen Eagle Hospital to do a more detailed scan. That means you got to do a blood test, you do your CT scan, mammogram, Pap smear. And went through the whole nine yards, went through all the scan. And the doctor found an unusually, unusually large and very complex cyst growing in the right breast. And it was cancerous. It was cancerous. Most cysts are usually under 2 cm. Hers, was 6 to 7 cm. So the doctor said, you're in big trouble right now. We got to get out away from this, get get this this out of your system and probably has spread to all the other tissues. So she decided, got to remove the lymph nodes, the surrounding tissues. That's what the the doctors were recommending. But because Amy had an unusually low blood count, unusually low, the doctors were worried because if they put her into the operating theater, she might have a heart failure. Or she might slip into a coma. But the cyst was so big and it was growing and and so they had to put her under the knife. She had to do it no matter what. Amy asked the church, asked the friends, please lay hands on me, pray for me in the mighty name of Jesus, going to be healed of cancer. At the same time to build up her faith and, and she shared this, she said that she got her all my tapes on healing and listened to it every day. And got her all Brother Hagen's tapes on healing and started listening to it. And every day, 30 to 50 times, she'll confess, in the name of Jesus Christ, I receive my healing. In the name of Jesus Christ, healing is mine. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you got to speak to your mountain. If you speak to your mountain, believe that it shall be cast to the sea. Do not doubt in your heart, but believe it shall be done. You will have what you say. Power. Speaking so she started speaking my cancer is gone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I'm healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm I'm not gonna die at the operating theater I'm not gonna have a heart failure I am NOT going to slip into a coma in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm healed of cancer You know what? They put her through the operation when the, the operation was successful But what was amazing was this. When the result came back, the biopsy was baffling. It shocked the doctors. Her doctor told her this. He said, Amy, did you see another specialist before you came for the operation? She said, no, no, no. He said, because when we open you up, it looked as if the cancer had gone through chemotherapy and real therapy, and the chemo has shrunk and died. Oh, come on, give the Lord a big clap. Hallelujah. <laughs> look at that. That's about six to seven CM. It said it looked shriveled up like you sure you have not seen any, even some Chinese traditional treatment. Have you? No, I just prayed very hard. Well, you must have prayed super, super hard. So the doctor said. This is unusual, I have never seen. It's like someone who is a specialist or very skillful doctor have treated you, took out the cancer, shrunk it, killed it, and then you came to me and I opened you arm and took it out. <laughs> so the doctor couldn't sleep. The doctor in Glen Eagle said, I need to get this uh, to a, a, another expert for a second opinion because I've never seen anything like this before. So she sent it to a famous pathologist and the results just got back. I mean, it was exactly the same. She's totally certified, clear of cancer, not a cancerous cell in her body, (laughs) totally healed by the power of God. Come on, give the Lord a big clap. Hallelujah. No need for chemotherapy, no need for radiotherapy, no need even to take medication. Oh, come on, let's give Jesus a big hand, hallelujah. Listen church, miracles like this must become more and more common in our lives. Miracles like this must happen in your cell group. Miracles like this must happen in your district, in your zone, in your marketplace ministry. Right? This is going to be common, unusual miracles. Notable miracles. But one requirement, 100% obedience of faith. Faith to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8. Though he was a son, talking about Jesus, yet he learned obedience. He learned what? Obedience. He learned what? Obedience. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. So although Jesus was God, and he, he is God, yet he humbled himself to learn obedience. Obedience requires humility. This was his training for sonship. This was his training. Jesus had to learn Obedience. Now, let me say this. Jesus was totally sinless. I mean, He was totally without sin. So, when, he, when we say He learned obedience, it's not like, oh, He was a naughty boy and He became a good boy. <laughs> he was a sinful person and now He has repented of His way, He's rehabilitated, He has become a good person. No, friends. It was not a case of passing from disobedience to obedience. Jesus submitted himself to the will of God, to the will of the Father, willingly learned to submit to God and and bear or bore the painful consequence of that. Now, if you are a child, if you are an adolescent, the biggest challenge is, I got to do good, I got to do good. But when you come to another phase, when you're in a sonship phase, it's not just battling temptations. It's submitting yourself to God's will. To have a shoulder broad enough and say, not my will, but yours be done. I want life to live. It's not just for myself. I want to live for you. Father, what is your will and your assignment for my life? If you're not at the place where you're thinking about your life assignment, you're not at the sonship stage. You're at the infancy stage. You're at the child stage. He was concerned about his assignment. Jesus learned obedience by actually obeying. How do you know? How do you know you're obedient? You actually obeyed. When all is said and done, when all the tears have been wept, when when all the emotions are gone, Do you actually do what God wants you to do? Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. You can never learn obedience by signing up for the course. You know, there's no course out there. Sign up in three months, you graduate with a diploma in obedience. You learn it by actually doing it. There's no other way. Now, look, Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Now it shall come to pass. Can we all read this together? I'm, I don't want just to hear my voice in, in this whole service. Let's all say it together starting now. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Let me tell you, your destiny it's not to struggle here. Your destiny is to be set, number one, in all the earth. When you become a Christian, God has put you on a fast track to go all the way to the top. His promise, right? I will set you high above all. Above all. How many of you know God is not going to lie to us? But there is only one condition. It's not in a fine print. It's in a bold print. You got to obey all. See, me gave us a whole list of blessings all the way to verse 13. When our obedience is complete, the blessings and the supernatural power will flow naturally out of us. But our obedience has to be complete. You got to obey all. All means one day a young lawyer came running to jesus christ right he said good teacher what shall i do that i can inherit eternal life jesus said you know why do you call me good no one is good but one that is god and then look at verse 19 jesus said you know the commandments Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honour your father and your mother. He answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I've kept from my youth, all these things I've done. Jesus said, very good. The young man said, but what else do I need to do? Jesus, looking at him, verse 23, 21, love him, Jesus love him, because this guy, really was a good guy. He's one of the good ones. He, he, Jesus, look at him, love him. He said, one thing you lack. One thing. You have done well, but there's one button you need to press. You have not pressed the button yet. If you press the button, a new chapter will begin for you. A new destiny will begin. You will come into your supernatural inheritance. One button. Press it. Press it. Just one thing. One thing you like. Go your way. Sell whatever you have. Give to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven. Come, take up the cross. Follow me. See, what's the problem with this guy? This young man, he just loved money a little too much. Just love it a little too much. God has blessed him with great possessions. Verse 22. God has blessed him. See, God is not against us having money. But he's against us, he's against money having us. This young man, a lawyer, very successful, very smart, he was possessed by his own possession. You see, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. You know, to, it is, to heed is better than the fat of rams. So, if God wants to give us a taste of the powers of the age to come, where miracles are aiming, it's common. And today, you know what? We need more miracles than ever before. Yeah, you say, but we have medical science, and we have have all the medical stuff and advancement, but yet one in five men will have cancer before 75. One in four women will have cancer before 75. Cancer is on the increase. Economy is not doing so well. We need the supernatural power of God. If God is to give you the powers of the age to come, to set you high above all the nations, He got to know He can entrust you with that power that you will fully obey Him. Otherwise, when He gives us that power, what if we go crazy? If He gives you Cancer-destroying power, what happens if you go crazy with it? If it gives you revelation, what happens if you go crazy with it? That you will not abuse that revelation, that power, that dominion. 100% obedience of faith to the Word. 100% a perfect heart toward God. A perfect heart. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro through throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong. God is ready to show Himself strong in your behalf. I know you're struggling. Some of you are going through a tough time, but I believe today that is gonna change. Your struggle is coming to an end. God is about to show Himself strong in a marriage, strong in a business, strong in a ministry, strong in a and center. God is about to show Himself strong. Oh, come on, you want to clap, give God a big hand. Hallelujah. To show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Your heart got to be perfect. That means 100% for Jesus. Fully consecrated. There's a man in the Bible called Amaziah. 2 Chronicles 25 verse 2. Very interesting verse. He did that which was right, in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. He did what was right, in God's sight, but not with a perfect heart. What a complicated man. What a complex, conflicted soul. I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine Amaziah. He did all the right things. Dot every I, cross every T. You know, all the right things, all the right steps. But God sees straight into his heart. Didn't have a perfect heart. Something was very wrong on the inside. His heart was not perfect. Catherine Kuhlman once said this, God is not looking for silver vessels. He's not looking for golden vessels. He's looking for a yielded vessel. A heart who is perfect towards him. How did Jesus come into His sonship? He was, Romans 1 verse 4, declared to be son, the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness. Again, sonship and power, they go together. They go together. But it must come with holiness. It must come with holiness. Purity. 100% consecration. Not just some of me. God, you want some of me? You want some of me? <laughs> Not just part of me. God, you want part of me? You want a part of me? No, it's all of me Amen. in exchange for all of you. Amen. I know some of you are thinking, but, but isn't there a verse? Isn't there a verse? John 1. Isn't there what verse? 1? John 1 verse 14? That to him who believes, he gives him the power to become sons of God. That word is not quios. Hu- hu- that word is children, technon. See, we have a church. There are thousands of you today. How many genuine sons and daughters do we have that God can pronounce? Here is my beloved son. Here is my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. And you validate that with signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm afraid. Most of the time we have children, we have infants, we have babes, but God wants sons. And this is what the whole of creation is waiting for, the revelation of the manifestation of the Son of God. See, the anointing is holy. That is why it is called the holy anointing oil. It's holy. Jesus became, declared Son of God with power by the Spirit of Holiness wow, God will reserve 100% supernatural power to us if He knows we have reserved 100% of ourselves to Him to come into the supernatural. There's no other way. Church, I wish I can tell you, there's no other way. Or what about fasting and prayer? To some degree, it helps. But obedience is still better than sacrifice. I wish there's some other way. I wish I could tell you there's another easier way. But no, friends, obedience and consecration. Let's just go on a little bit more. I'm about to finish. Luke chapter 16, it says, verse 11. Therefore, if you have not been Let's all read verse 16 and uh, verse 11 and verse 13, two verses. Let's all read together starting now. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Now, verse 13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You know, whenever I read this verse, I think it applies to all of us Singaporeans. Because money makes the city go around. <laughs> what is mammon? Mammon, the NIV Bible, the Never Incorrect Version, very good, it says, worldly wealth or money. You can't serve God and serve money. You can't serve God and wor- uh, worship God and worship money. Money in itself is not evil. Don't, don't, don't get God wrong, all right? We use money for many good things. Money to preach the gospel. Money to help the poor. Money is a good thing. It's a good tool. But money can also be used to do very bad things. Like getting drunk tonight. Like maybe tonight you're going to use money to buy drugs. Tonight you're going to use money to do some really bad stuff. God knows that we need money to survive in this world. God is not dumb. God is smarter than you give Him credit for. Told your neighbor and say, God is smarter than you think. Yeah. You know what is the good news? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power. Everybody say power. Power. He is he who gives you what? Power. What kind of power? Power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. So yes, one power to heal the sick. But we also need power to get wealth. See, look at the great announcement the board has given. I mean, God is good, huh? God is good all the time, all the time. God's. In the last six six and a half, there's a lot of money that we have raised for the kingdom of God. God gave us supernatural power to get wealth. And He wants to give you more. He wants to give you more in a business, in a ministry, in the marketplace. But Luke 16, Jesus is saying this, use money, yes, but don't worship money. Use money, yes, but don't serve money. Don't live for it. You can't serve God and money. Jesus says in verse 11, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust? The true riches. That was what the young lawyer was struggling with. See, God often measures our obedience and consecration by how faithful we are in our financial stewardship. How faithful are we? Because He can only entrust us with true riches, revelation, power, dominion, He looks at our faithfulness in simple money matters, daily money matters. When you borrow money, do you pay it back? Are you on time with keeping your bills? When you make a promise concerning money matters, do you honor it? Simple money matters. Our faithfulness in unrighteous mammon is something that is worldly. But based on that, He's going to determine can I entrust you with the true eternal riches, the power of God. A key attitude of Jesus' sonship is this. And this is a powerful verse. John 10 verse 17. Jesus says, Therefore, my Father loves me. You know why I'm His son? Do you know why Father God loves me? Jesus is saying this. Because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. You know why some Christians never experience the supernatural blessing and abundance of God because they don't move in the power to lay it down. They don't move in the power of laying it down. That's why they never experience supernatural blessings. And they're constantly at the mercies of the economic situation. Very vulnerable to what's happening out there in the world. So if the devil decides to turn off the tap. Money's not coming in. Clients are not coming in. Economy is bad. Exposed. They don't live under open heaven. They can't operate in the power to get wealth. You will never come across a Christian walking in supernatural abundance who has never operated in the power of laying it down. Jesus. He says, you know why my father loves me? I can lay it down and I know I can take it up again. Sometimes people ask me this, Pastor Kong, I, I want to give more. But when will the blessing come? Pastor, I've been giving, giving, giving. When will the blessing come? Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 3. I want to encourage you with this. I'm going to bring the message to so a close. When the clouds are full, the rain will fall. And no, it sounds like a Chinese proverb, right? But it's not from the, from the, it's from the Bible. It sounds like, something that we Chinese people, when the clouds are full, the rain will come. (laughs) Some, some cookie, what do you call that? Uh, Fortune cookies, (laughs) verse. You eat your Chinese food, you're, when the clouds are full, the rain will come. (laughs) (laughs) Hello church, it's from here. It's from the Bible. It's from the Bible. Listen, When the clouds are full, the rain will fall. No devil can stop it. You see, and and this is an important concept. You got to remember this. David gave and gave and gave, and he gave with all his might until revival broke out throughout the land of Israel. Solomon gave and gave and gave until he gave a thousand burnt offerings and heaven open, heaven open over the entire land. God gave and gave and gave until He gave His only begotten Son and salvation came to the whole world. When we keep sowing and sowing and giving and giving, faithful in our stewardship, week in, week out, month in, month out, giving our tithes, being our, our offerings the best that we can. It may be an equal amount, but equal sacrifice. And we give, and we give. At some point, you hit a tipping point. When the clouds are full, the rain will come. Heaven will open over you, and the blessings of God is going to come down. Oh, come on, give God a big hand. Hallelujah. Oh, go ahead and give God praise. I'm very excited about next week's Arise and Build Weekend. One last verse and I'll close. Psalm 77 Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? You are the God who does wonders and you have declared your strength among the peoples. Where is God's chosen place to display his wonders and to declare his strength? It's his church, it's in his church. Your way, oh God, is in the sanctuary. That's why we are so passionate about building the house of God and growing the church. That is why we are so excited about this. As you have heard from our church board, we are really at our final home stretch. I mean, who would imagine six and a half years ago, during good times, and we say, we're going to have this. Co-ownership. And, you know, we're setting up for our posterity, leaving a legacy for our next generation. Who would have known? Then, boom, we are right into this six and a half years and still going crisis. But just a little bit more, we're going to meet our goals. No more building fund for Suntech hereafter. Just a little bit more, the future of our children, our children's children, and their children's children will be secure. Just a little bit more. Just think about this. You know, I mean, your children, your grandchildren, they will have this place. And if one day the, the senior pastor, 40 years later, decide, "We're going to sell our shares at suntag. I'm tired of this old place." Can you imagine they can build any church anywhere they want? The worth of this place, we are setting up the security of our children's children and leaving them a legacy to take their generation for Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah! I want the singers and musicians to come up, Amen. Amen. And let me tell you, signs and wonders and miracles. Last week was so amazing. You know, last week while I was preaching, uh, while I was preaching, suddenly while we were worshiping, I heard demons screaming in my ears. One time on my left ear, one time on my right ear. I screaming. And I know that they are going, to, they are going to, to leave. I know they're going to be cast out in Jesus' name. And then we started praying for those that are bound by, by a curse, maybe a generation. And you, last week was amazing. Last Saturday was super powerful. Sunday was really over the top. And so many people got ministered to by the power of God. Now, we've been doing that. We've been doing that. And that's great. So we got all the leaders to come to the front and we prayed. And and the reasons, one of the reasons I got all the leaders to come because this church is not built on one super pastor or a few super preachers. Every one of us is a minister. That's the beauty of the royal priesthood. Every one of us moving in the power of God. So I want to encourage them to move in the power of God. I am going to encourage you. So, the last few weeks, we have Leaders praying for you. So on Monday, I was driving. After I I was driving from Jurong West, I was going home. As I was driving in the car, suddenly, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, look, you know, you get your leaders to give, your leaders to give, but sometimes they cannot give what they have not received. You got to impart to them you got to give them more. And last week, I shared the verse. Remember? Can we show the verse James chapter 5? It says in James chapter 5 and verse 14 and verse 15. Can we all read this together starting now? Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up and if he has, have committed sins they shall be forgiven him so I just felt the Lord say this He said you got to empower them you got to impart in them this gift of faith and one of the things I have you know pastor is and, and when I look back in my life one of the things that God has given to me is the gift of faith and that is why how many of you realize we have a lot of visions and a lot of dreams even during hard times, we still have vision because of the gift of faith. And I want to impart to you the gift of faith. And suddenly I got an idea. Why don't I give everybody, or all the leaders at least for now, a bottle of anointing oil, of olive oil, so that in the cell group they can pray, so that in their leaders' meeting they can pray, so that you know when, when they go back home and they're People that are sick in a family, they can lay hands on the sick. When you can visit your dad, your mom in the hospitals or wherever, you can anoint them with oil, anoint them with oil. So I just got this idea, but how to do it? So the beautiful thing was this, we have an amazing staff. I give Alicia a call and in three days, they managed to pull together a thousand of bottles of this. A thousand of bottles of this.
1: Come on, let's give Alicia a big clap. Alicia and the rest of the
0: volunteers. Yeah. So we, we got a glass bottle and uh, we went to all the supermarket to buy all the olive oil, pure olive oil, when we, one by one we poured. So today I want I Asha want just bring
1: up some of the bottles here. Can you just come up right now? Yeah. 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 Oh man, son, can you just come up together with me? amen oh hallelujah 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 can we just can you just yeah just form a line here yeah just yeah that's all right
0: that's all we have okay these are all the bottles i want you to just let's pour all the anointing of every single individual and all the prayers of all the saints here in this place and we're going to pray and lay hands on this
1: right now in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ Hallelujah. Everybody pray in tongues right now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The the Lord Jesus. Father, Father, wonder working power. Wonder working power. Wonder working power. Wonder working power.
0: power. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Lord, the anointing oil. The anointing oil. We'll bless it right now. We sanctify it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing magical in this oil, but we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that when it's anointed upon the sick, they shall be healed. When it's anointed upon the oppressed, they shall be set free. When it's anointed upon those that are bound by discouragement under a curse, every curse shall be broken. Lord, You anoint anointed us with the Holy Spirit Then we'll go about doing good, healing all oppressed of Satan the devil and setting them free because God, You are with us. the mighty name of the lord jesus christ in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ i want all the pastors to come to the stage right now can we give all the pastors a big clap as they come
1: hallelujah all the pastors come 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 just stand behind the pulpit for a moment hallelujah 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 amen 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 i know son and i
0: we just take this this is just symbolic because Pastors, you're already anointed, but we just want to personally give it to you. Aris, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Ming, in the
1: name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Maria, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lily, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Chong, and and uh, Jimmy
0: and Bob and Jin Sien, in the name of the Lord Jesus Now, this morning, this evening, this is what we're going to do You just keep this in your pocket for a moment Just keep this in your pocket for a moment I want everybody to stand on your feet So tonight, we are just going to stay here and we're not going to pray for the sick We're not going to pray for uh, the, those that ha- have needs but we want to pray tonight Pastor, son and all the rest of pastors We want to pray for all the cell Group leaders We want to pray for all the ministry leaders. We want to pray for all the church staff. We want to pray for all the church board members. If you are a cell leader, a ministry leader, if you are a church staff, if you are a board member, can you just quickly come? Just
1: quickly come right now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight we're going to minister to you. Can we give all our hundreds of leaders a big hand right now as they come? Oh, hallelujah. Just come right now. Give them a big clap. Every week they minister to you. Every week they minister to you. Tonight, we're going to minister to them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Tonight, I'm going to minister, all the pastors are going to minister to you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every curse over your life will be broken.
0: Every sickness in your body will be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every defeat will be turned around. Every setback will become your comeback. Every situation you have in your family, in your marriage will be turned around tonight. Tonight, your own struggles will end. Tonight, in the name of the Lord Jesus, your business will prosper. Tonight,
1: in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the marketplace, the anointing of God will go higher and higher and higher and higher. In the name of the Lord Jesus, In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, all the leaders, as you come down, just look at pastor right now. Look, the ashes are going to go out and give you all
0: the anointing oil now this is not for you to put on the shelf oh i'm gonna keep this listen this anointing oil is of no use unless you use it so this week from tonight don't even wait for your cell group meeting you know some of you may you may feel led by god just take the anointing oil and just anoint every room in your house take the anointing oil and maybe some of you have been having nightmares and fearful dreams anoint your bed stand. In the name of Jesus, my bed is anointed. This place will be a place of visions and dreams. Like Jacob, the letter from heaven will come and I will have visions and dreams from God. Tonight, you know, some of you need to take this on Monday. You go back to your office, anoint your desk. In the name of Jesus, this place, I will do anointed business. In your cell group, I want you to lay hands on people and don't even wait until cell group meeting. After the service, as you fellowship, there are some people that are sick with cancer with tumor let's believe what god did for amy god is going to do it for our cell group members every cancer will shrivel up the one who is mighty will shrivel up and kill the cancer in the name of
1: jesus father in the name of jesus christ i pray once again the anointing will come upon the anointing oil in the mighty name of jesus hallelujah let's just pray 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 in the spirit come and lead us in song go down just give it out to all the leaders right now. Baharia. Now, listen, as before we sing, they're going to give it to you. And then son and I,
0: with the pastors, we're going to come and we're going to lay hands on you. And we're going to pray for impartation come upon you and tonight listen i know none of us is perfect you have a situation i have my situation you have your challenges i have tremendous challenges but tonight we pray the gift of faith will come upon you tonight we pray every curse that's uttered against you shall be broken tonight as we come and lay hands on you you receive an impartation tonight you receive miracle working power tonight you are god's beloved sons and daughters in whom he is well pleased tonight you're going to experience the powers of the world to come of the age to come tonight you're going to
1: move from this day supernatural power and revelation and dominion and the anointing of god let's just all stretch our hands towards all these leaders in the front right now Shudder, you're a caraba, hajari, you're a caraba, hajari, you Healed.
2: By its I'm healed.
1: No cancer shall live in me No cancer shall live in me Every part of me will be healthy
2: Every part of me will be healthy In
0: the name of Jesus In
2: the name of Jesus
0: My family
1: is blessed
2: My family is blessed
1: My marriage is blessed
2: My marriage is blessed My
1: career is blessed My
2: career is blessed The
1: money will come
2: The money will come
1: The healing will come The
2: healing will come
1: The blessing will come
2: the Will come.
1: Deliverance will come.
2: Deliverance will
1: come in the name of Jesus in the
2: name of Jesus can you just
1: hold your neighbor's hands in your left and right she and begin to pray, be pray for one another, be another be right be now in the name of Jesus in the name of the Lord Jesus pray 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 in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Suduria la carabahadia la carabahadia Suduria la carabahadia. Just pray a little bit more. Press in a little bit more. Suduria la carabahadia la carabahadia Suduria la carabahadia la carabahadia la carabahadia la carabahadia Your people for such a time as this all of
0: creation is groaning earnestly expecting eagerly awaiting
1: for the manifestation of the sons of God of people just like you Jesus people that are ready for revelation for power for dominion Jesus we pray oh we pray let you be lifted up in your life your glory be lifted up more and more in our lives your kingdom, your power, your glory be manifested in our midst, in our coming in, in our going out. Jesus, we want to be 100% obedient to the faith of the revelation of your Word. Lord, we consecrate our lives 100% of a fresh Lord. Father, all of us in exchange for all of you. How many of you tonight before we go? And God may be speaking to you one last button. You just need to press this last button and a whole new chapter will open up in your life
0: don't be like a rich young ruler you know he got so much going for him don't
1: be like Amaziah. i mean he did everything right in the sight of god but his heart was not a hundred percent perfect to him tonight before we go i'm not gonna ask you to come to the front but how many of you know that just one more button you need to
0: press? One more area you need to surrender to God. One more area you need to
1: consecrate. It's not some of me, it's not part of me, but it's all of me. And you say, Jesus, I have one life to live. I want to live fully for You. If that's You, wherever You are, i not going to ask You to come to the front. But when I count to three, just lift up Your hands. Eye close, head bow. One, two, three, lift up Your hands all over this place. Let's all say this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, I give you all of me.
2: I give you all of
1: me. In exchange for all of you. In
2: exchange of all of you.
1: Let there be not one area.
2: Let there be not one area
1: unsurrendered to you.
2: Unsurrendered to you.
0: Jesus is sweet surrendering.
2: Jesus is sweet surrendering. I abandon
1: myself.
2: I abandon myself. One
1: hundred percent.
2: One hundred percent. I
1: live for you.
2: I live for you.
1: In Jesus' name, I pray.
2: In Jesus'
1: name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's just give God a big clap right now. Let's just give God a big clap right now. Give Him a big hand of praise. Hallelujah. everybody say amen let's give God a big hand one more time hallelujah 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 100% for Jesus 100% for Jesus hallelujah amen amen boy my hands really oily very anointed spiritually and physically Oh Amen. before you go turn to your neighbors on your left on your right okay before you go please cell group leaders ministry
0: leaders board members and church staff if possible tonight use the anointing oil for all you know it could be a miracle i mean maybe you keep on using you it, it never runs out i mean it happens in the bible before why not right all things are possible tonight use it tonight start laying hands pray believing god for a miracle before you go turn to somebody
1: on your left and right and say You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You're a son of God. God bless you. Have a great week. See you next
0: week. Arise and build. And that's the end of this week's podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Email us at connect at chc.org.sg.